Hey everyone, before we get into this episode, I just wanted to give you a heads up that my audio is a little bit low in some sections and George's is constantly where it should be. Basically, Skype on the Mac has changed drastically where I cannot control the audio that it gives me through the software. So when I recorded this, my mic was very low. She was normal and trying to balance those out gets really difficult, especially when you have people that talk over each other. So I did my best to clean it up. I'm sure you guys are going to be okay with it. I'm just crazy about the audio quality. So going forward, I have now set up a system where I record myself and Skype completely separately in two different files, and then I can edit those individually. So it will not be a problem going forward. I think you guys are going to love this show. Georgia is always fantastic, and this is a great subject to talk about. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome back to FitCast Life Fuel. This is episode number two. And when I was thinking about doing this show, the number one thing that I wanted to talk about was was fear because that's something that is kind of in the back of my mind or it's something that is affecting me as I start this whole new network. And there's no better person to talk about this than Georgia Dow because Georgia, we've talked a bunch on the fit cast, like, like a million times, I think. Right. Oh yeah. A million times. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Georgia is a psychotherapist. Like she, she, she knows what's up and, uh, I, I, I need, you know, some help with this. And I think this is something that a lot of people deal with is, is, is fear and how it can affect them and then how to deal with that stuff. So, um, if you haven't checked out the earlier shows with Georgia, a couple things real quick. Um, one, she's on four, 4,500 podcasts, I think, something like that. Um, you can hear on, on so many things like the, the iMore show, which is now my favorite, uh, Apple podcast. If you're in that like Apple stuff or, uh, you know, iPads, iPhones, just the industry in general, go check out iMore.com and the iMore show. And as you're showing up on Twit all the time now, showing up all over the place, Georgia's just killing it when it comes to podcasts. So, Georgia, thank you for, for scheduling one of these in there as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I have so much fun. We have so much fun talking about different things that we can really help people with. And I get a huge amount of emails and uh, response on Twitter after I do one of your shows of people that, you know, were helped. And I love that. That's what I do this for. And so it's a great thing about podcasts is that you can reach a wide variety of people and be able to help them. So thank you for that as well. I mean, that's what this is all about. This is the, the internet has opened up so many possibilities, but, uh, you know, sometimes with, with more options, it can lead to uncertainty and not knowing yes. where to go. So yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that will come up as well. But the, the way that I want to kind of frame this to, to get started is that when, when I think of, of fear, it is like a, it, it's something that we have as humans and, and a lot of animals have it as like a survival instinct, right? Like it's something we've had, uh, from, from evolution, to survive, mm-hmm. right? So it's yeah. a good thing. And in many cases, it is, right? We've, out of all of the millions of organisms that didn't survive, we have. So we were doing it right. Mm-hmm. So I think that people look at fear, and another way you could say it is anxiety or stress. Like they're all pretty much the same thing, but just wrapped in a different package. 
they look at that and they're like, you know, oh, I'm stressed. That's something wrong. There's something wrong with me. That this is bad. And it's not. This is your body doing what your body should. Just type A personalities, people that are really driven, really hard on themselves, often don't listen to that voice. Or sometimes we listen too loudly to it. And then we end up stuck. Oh, right. That's, that's something that in this show, if hopefully you guys checked out the, the first episode that was just uh, amazing uh, with uh, Steve Ledbetter. But that, the, one of the things that I wanted to, to bring up on this show, because it's super relevant right now, is why it took me so long to do this. Uh, right. Because right. I've been why doing- did it take you so long to do this? You know what? I, and it's something that uh, I will be super honest with because that's what the show is all about. It is being it is being honest, and hopefully, like people can make use of the 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 discussions on this show to help them in their life. But uh, to be honest, it was about what if no one shows up? You know, you, right. it's like Georgia. It's like you have a you're gonna have a birthday party next week, oh. and like you invite all these people, but what if no one shows up? And right. That's, that's what. Right. This, that's what this network was for for me so it's why it's so that's why i have those those bookmarks or those um uh those book stands of like the fit cast on monday back my plan on friday like my two biggest audience and hopefully i can get them to hang out in between somewhere in the week if they have some extra time so uh it this is something that i wanted to do years ago but it was Okay, well, I have to start an LLC. How do I do all that? Oh, that's going to be too much work. Or what? I don't want to have to deal with the financial implications of taxes and all that stuff. Or really, what? what am, how am I going to fill out all these other shows? How am I going to fill fill all this stuff? Like, I don't have any time to do this. How am I going to be able to do it? And uh, figure out where I find all that time. And then that was the big thing is, all right, if I put all this money, I've invested like, you know, $3,500 so far. If I invest all this money and all this time and then no one shows up, what does that mean about me as a, like a, I guess a podcasting professional or someone that is trying to be a producer of content? Does that mean it's worthless? It's not worth as much as right. I thought it was. Right, right. So not only would it be, um, and we'll go through like the different types of fears that mm-hmm. the main f- base fears that people have um, psychologically. And so it wouldn't just be that it would fail, but also it would be that feeling of abandonment. And then that would mean like, then we often intake, then we take a project and that if the project fails, that means that we failed. And if the project's abandoned, that means that we're abandoned too. And because we're very egocentric creatures, which is not a bad thing, um, that's why we care so much about the things that we care about, is that then we impart it onto us. And I think that even when I started out as psychotherapist, if a client wasn't ready to change or, you know, didn't have the tools yet, or if it was too early or if it wasn't the right match with me, I took it very personally as well. I'm like, then I failed and I wasn't good enough because in my mind, being an egocentric creature, I thought I could help everyone. Like, doesn't matter if they were ready or not ready. I was so good. I know that I could like fix everything and, and do it all. And then when you realize that, no, you can't, that like you take a self-esteem hit on a project that you've undertaken if it doesn't go the way that we have thought it should, mm-hmm. right? So in your mind, you must have then had a thought that you want this to be a certain level of you know, support and a certain level of that because if you didn't get that, you would feel bad Right. versus if you thought no one's going to probably listen and that's okay, mm-hmm. it would have just been great. 
Because, you know, you'd be like, I have three people. That's awesome. And I have 10. Even better. But because you've been, you're really good at it, you've set your bar higher as well. The problem is that I have I have something to measure it up against with the fake ass and the audience and the numbers that I know that that show gets, which are pretty high. Um, right. And, you know, if all these other shows don't get somewhere – like I had this – I do have this not like chart but something uh, up on my whiteboard. It's like, all right, these are my goals. In the first year, I'm going to try to have these three shows have half the audience that the fake ass has. If I can do that, total success. If I can make uh, – you know, the certain dollar amount per episode uh, in advertising by year two. Like, I'm not even thinking about making money off of the first year of these shows. Like, it's probably just right. going to be, you know, getting things going. And I, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but I'm not financially motivated, which is a good and a bad thing. Like, if these shows don't make money, it's okay because I still have a lot of fun doing them. And at least I can start writing off some expenses for, for all the other shows that I have. But, um, I don't know. It, it, it's been, it took a lot of pushing from other people to get me to do this because everything that I've done in the past, I've had a business partner. I've had someone else that at least I could almost like share, <laughs> share the failure with if <laughs> things didn't go well. Yeah. Um, but with this, like there's only really one person to put that stuff on. If I'm going to blame anyone, it's going to be myself because, oh, I could have done that better. I could have done this better. And I think that's why a lot of people are always worried about whether it be uh, trainers leaving that, the gym that they're with right now to go open up their own place or do their own thing. It's something that a lot of people are worried about because it's a huge risk. Uh, it's a huge risk. Mentally and financially. Yeah. And if you go in it with um, – so the responsibility gets spread among the people that you do it with. So if you do something with someone else, it's like a 50-50, right? Like you're taking – you each take kind of half of the pain of win or loss – when you do something all on your own, there's a huge amount of responsibility and care that you're all carrying on your own shoulders. Mm-hmm. So the win or the loss to it. And I think that a lot of people don't go do something that they really want to do for exactly that reason is right. because it's a very large amount of anxiety that you carry because it's all on your own shoulders and it takes a lot of courage to be able to get the muster that strength to be able to say, okay, I'm jumping off ship now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I don't know the best way to talk about this, but one of the questions that I was going to have for you is we, 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 again, we have that uh, instinct of, of fear. We have that as a, a message that our body is, is telling us like, Hey, maybe we should be a little bit cautious about what's going on here. Um, you know, sometimes that can be a good thing, but uh, when can that lead to being a, a detrimental thing, something that kind of paralyzes us and doesn't allow us to do anything? Right. Well, it is it is kind of difficult at first to to recognize the difference between both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because often, so our fear response was there to stop us from like petting lions <laughs> and jumping into big holes um, and saying um, yes to things that we should say no of. Like, you know, I'm going to gather food in the middle of the night you know, near where the uh, bears, you know, sleep. Um, Like just to do things that were not that intelligent for us and would have slowly wiped us out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, biologically speaking, our fight or flight system should mostly be listened to. For most of our existence as a species, that means, 
our fight or flight response was pretty straightforward. It's like an off and on switch. Mm -hmm. It's just like do something or don't do something. And usually you should have always listened to it. It was there to stop you from picking a fight with someone you shouldn't have picked a fight with, um, taking something from an invading tribe that you shouldn't take that's going to start a war, um, and to run away, to get out of something fast, to think before you do. Mm -hmm. And so that's great. But let's put that aside. Because now we live in this very, um, if you live in, in one of the first world parts of the nation, we live in a very safe, protected, um, boxed in society mm -hmm. where there really aren't any tigers, um, lions, same thing for the planet. Unfortunately, there aren't many dangers and there's a lot of safety. And so we now have this great response to doing things outside of our comfort zone that will stop us from doing things that are an emotional cost instead of just a physiological cost. Mm -hmm. A lot of these things aren't physically dangerous. If you're going to, you know, take your motorcycle and jump 20 cars, you probably should have a really strong fight or flight response because that's really dangerous, mm -hmm. physically dangerous to us. But now we end up dealing with things that are an emotional danger to us. And our body does not tell the difference between one or the other because we, we were a communal system and we needed other people to like us, to be happy with us so that they didn't throw us out of the tribe and then we were alone and we would die off. And so you want to separate physical danger from emotional danger. And so that's the first um, hint that this may be something that's holding you back for the wrong reasons. Because, yeah, you shouldn't go up to your boss and tell them any everything that you feel about them. Mm -hmm. In most cases, that would end up poorly. But that might also be stopping you from going and getting a better job or giving out that CV. And so you really want to have a good understanding of why, what type of fears get you stuck and why. So that you can parse the ones that are holding you back because you're scared and you don't want to take the emotional or physiological hit, which it does. It, it is, you know, having something that you do fail. So fear of failure is my strongest fear. And it used to stop me from doing things that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so you want to know you as well. So I know whenever it's a fear of failure thing and I want to say no because, oh, I'm really sick or I might be tired that day or I think that I can say, you know what, that's not the right reason I have to say yes to all of these things. And that's really hard. It's not, it sounds easy while we speak about this, but the emotional process to get there, to be able to say yes to things that you use, everything in your body says don't do it because you're so frightened and you're, you know, maybe your ego is fragile in that one area and it hurts so very deeply. Mm -hmm. It does physically hurt so very deeply to have something that you care about so deeply fail to be able to then go forward and do it anyways, it is a, a many-step process. So I'm going to say it in a very, you know, well, you should just go towards the things that you're scared. But there's many more steps to that. Um, but the first thing that you want to do, and I thought that it would be kind of fun if everyone, we all together went through the list of the fears since we're talking about it, mm -hmm. so that everyone that's listening can get a little bit of a hint of, oh, this is my area where my my sympathetic nervous system is going to send all kinds of um uh, epinephrine in my system that will make me want to not do something, but that's where I should actually start slowly taking steps towards doing. Okay. Okay. So let's do this all together. 
And um, you don't you don't have to say it out loud if you don't want to. I'll say mine out loud, um, but everyone should track it because this is usually the first thing that I do every session with someone. Jeez, so that worried now. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't mute this microphone like my old Yeti. You can't no. Well, it's, it, the knob is like so far away. I'd have to reach over for it. Uh, well, you you can you have editing powers. I do, but we'll we'll I'll try to play along. Will you? Yeah. Okay, you don't you don't have no one Jordan, really this, has this to. ten years of me talking on the internet. <laughs> but everyone of, knows everything already. Of, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because when I before I was a therapist, like long long before I I was doing that, I was actually quite an uh, an armored up person. Like I didn't really share. Like I'm still relatively pro- – I don't know how you – I could even say I'm relatively <laughs> private. I'm not. Um, but I think of myself as as relatively private. Um, and uh, after being a therapist, I shared so much of me to help other people be able to understand that like, you know, I'm not some person that like that doesn't have problems or doesn't deal with things and that, you know, I, I can help you too because I've been in this pit myself, you know, let's climb out together kind of thing. That um, I'm really open now, but I used to not be because I was worried that if people saw my flaws, like they wouldn't like me either. Um, and it was kind of funny because it's the opposite that happened. I think that people, um, you know, don't like people that that they don't feel that could relate to them or think that they would be judging them because they're so, you know, perfect like that. Right. I hate right. the perfect word. Um, okay. So let's go through this all together. Okay. So – the first fear, and you rate this from 1 to 10, 10 being paralyzing level of fear, almost a panic attack. Um, and I'm going to go through some of – there's many others, um, and these are going to be emotional ones. And so there's also like phobias that you might have as well or like, you know, um, you know other there, – there are other ones, but these are just the emotional ones that often stop us from doing things that we should do. So 10, paralyzing, 0, like zen-like happiness, you actually go towards this fear. Mm -hmm. So the first one is fear of failure. And this one, for me, was definitely, it used to be a 9 mm -hmm. on 10, for sure. Not even a maybe. It would stop me before. I would I would not even do something or participate before that I might fail at, or I'd quit right before I'd fail. You know, I'd join the class, I'd be doing well, and then as people got better, I started feeling bad. Because somewhere in my mind, the archetype of I should always be the best in the group in order to be okay was there, which is strange. But again, people create their own archetype of what they want, which often makes us feel like we're not achieving instead of the opposite, that we should just build upon things and be happy that they're getting better. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like about a, like an eight or a nine for me. I mean, I, I always look back at like maybe even like high school and stuff like that, like never wanting to participate in stuff that I knew I would not be good at. Uh, right, because especially in like a social circle like that, and the internet is very much like high school. Um, yes, with, unfortunately, with like, like yeah. what you and I do, where we are talking a lot on the internet, and you know, there's Twitter and there's Facebook and all that stuff. So, if something like if you or I do something that like really is bad, people are going to know about it, and they're going to know about it pretty quickly. Yes, you know what I mean. So that maybe it like amplifies for for us a little bit, uh, a little bit more, especially with, with what we do, but. That that would still be relatively high for me. Yes, yeah, and it's 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 a great one to get rid of because what what does failure even mean, right? Like failure. When I'll tell you how I got rid of it, and and for others that may be dealing with it, I'll give a little snippet of like the short cliff notes on on how you want to deal with it. But everyone should track 
their fears and how often they come up that they say no to something for this one. How often do you say no instead of yes to something? And so by you even just launching this podcast network, that's great because that's a huge risk, which is lovely. You want to say, I'm going to take as many risks then as I can, emotional risks, <laughs> um, ego risks as I can, not jumping over 20 cars unless you're a stunt driver. Can we, then can still we, be careful. Can we pause on that for a second? Because sure. I think that is something that has changed. I get it. Like I said, it took me a long time, but that whole saying no a lot thing yeah. is something that I did a lot to social events, like other other stuff. Like I was definitely, you know, I wasn't, whatever his name, uh, Jim Carrey in that movie. Uh, yes. Like where he said no all the time and playing yeah. safe all the time. But um, you know what really benefited me was the introduction of certain people in my life um, that either pushed me or made it feel safer to do other stuff. Um, so this is like a side thing for a second, but it just reemphasizes or it um, really helps magnify the importance of really supportive, awesome people in your life. Yes. Because I know, again, for me, like there's, there's certain people that I've met in the last six months mm-hmm. that have really pushed me and, and influenced me and made me want to be better. Uh, that has made me make changes in my life. And like, sometimes it's just like finding those people or, you know, having them be a part of your life. Can, can change a lot of this stuff and make an impactful change. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's wonderful. Unfortunately, if um, your fear of judgment of others is really high, you may end up with social anxiety and then it's hard to make new friends. Yeah. And then you're left, if you might have a fear of, because like, you can have many different types of fears. So you could have a fear of judgment of others, um, which will be one of them that's really high so much so that you don't make new friends mm-hmm. and you've kind of socially isolated yourself. And so people may not be in that way of being able to make new friends because they're maybe they have agoraphobia or they go, don't go outside or they have um, a social anxiety where they don't make new friends. And then they're also now really feeling alone mm-hmm. and, and then it self perpetuates the opposite. But I think that it's great to be able to surround yourself with people. Most people are good people. And so if you can find those people that will support you, it's, it inoculate, inoculates you against fear because they'll be like, you can do it. And they'll help be that inner voice. Well, hopefully you help that become your inner voice to say, you know what? Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. And then jump off whatever you're, you're at that precipice of, of worried to do, which is really wonderful. Um, and, and you want to change, you want to flip the fear of failure to be the only failure is if I don't try. And that's the way that I used it for my own life to be able to change things. Like the, we, we spoke about this on a different podcast on, on the first fitcast, maybe the second, anyways, how I was so scared the first time I did the first twit they called me up and, um, I was really sick. My, my hair was greasy and it's like, it's a video show. <laughs> and so, um, and I was really sick and I was scared to death. Twit's a huge show and there's a lot of people that watch and I didn't get to even read up on any of the, um, tech topics. And I'm not like Renee, Renee will, Renee Ritchie will remember everything. He has this memory of every single factoid. It's in his memory. I do not. I have dyslexia. I won't remember dates, numbers of things, the name of products. I will mix them up. And so I was like, the first thing they called up, they're like, listen, it's in five, five, 15 minutes. 
We need someone. Do you want to go on? 15 minutes. And so I went, no. I went, no, I'm sick. I'm going to cough through. Um, I'm not going to do it. Mm. And uh, truly, it was a panic level, level of fear. It's not, a, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating for the show. I'm, it's absolutely true that I felt that way. And I'm like, and I look horrible too, because I've been sick in a blanket wrapped up on the couch. <laughs> and, um, and then my husband actually said, you know what, do you think that you should do it anyways? And I went, cause I, I was already a, like, I was a sick, I was like, this is just recently. <laughs> like, this is not like years later. No, this is just recently. I went, okay. And then I, I, you know, went, okay, let's, let's do this. I put, slathered on some makeup. So I looked human again, tied my hair back. And I think, I don't know if I left it down or not, but don't look at the first one that I did. And I brought like cough syrup and like lozenges cause I was coughing through it. And, um, I didn't know any of the topics. So I just tried to be affable. And I, I think that I even had like a muscle twitch. I was so nervous. I'm like, <laughs> and my lips dried up and they get, anyways. And so I'm like, hopefully they can't see how nervous I am. And I, I, you know, just did the show after. And because of that, luckily I, I got to do other shows. So I wasn't horrible. Um, you know, if I was over-perfectionized myself, I probably was not as good as what I'd hoped to be, but that allowed me to do other Twitch shows. If I had not, if I had said no, I wonder if they would have ever called back and done it. And so, but it was a huge risk to my fear of failure because I looked horrible. I was going to cough all the way through and, um, I didn't know the subject matter that they were talking about or even what subject matter they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And so it was a huge risk to me, but I'm happy that I jumped off of that one because um, I was saying no for the wrong reasons. And you always want to say that. Am I saying no because I'm scared or I'm saying no because analytically this would be damaging to me or analytically, like, physically damaging to me or uh, a huge risk to change my life. And so you want to be able to turn off the switch because when your limbic system reacts, it shuts off your working memory. Mm -hmm. So when you're really scared or nervous – you're not going to make rational decisions. You're going to make emotional decisions that are just protectionistic and want you to stay as far into the cave in your safety zone and stay there and don't leave your safety zone. And we we've actually, I see people that that happens is they don't leave their house and then they don't leave their room and then they don't leave their bed. So it, it's quite a strong system. We're dealing with antiquated old, you know, um, you know, a hundred thousand year old systems mm -hmm that we've had for forever, it's hard to go against the grain even when you should. And so sometimes when fear says, yes, you have to say, no, I'm going to do it anyways. And this is, this is a great bit of cross promotion, but on episode two of the Fit Cast book club, uh, we covered a book called the obstacle is the way. Ooh, love is, that. Uh, it's a, yes, yeah, great book. And, uh, maybe it pertains to this as well. You know, even if, if you, like it's, it sounds like in a situation like that, which by the way, I, I listened to it and everything sounded fine. It was a long time ago, but I, nothing stood out to me. So I think you did a great job. And oh, you mean you listened to the, you're talking about the first twit that I did? Yeah, I always listen to it. I just listened to it this morning. I listened to this week's, I listened to it on Monday morning when I walked my dog. Okay. I've been listening to it since like episode one. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was, that was the show. That was probably the first podcast. I, no, it definitely was. It was the first podcast that I ever listened to, and that's what was a, obviously a big influence to start the Fitcast back in two thousand and six. So, um, but with this, like, it's it's you know potentially a situation of 
you know, maybe like framing or like taking yourself out of the situation and looking at it like as a third person and trying to like remove yourself from the situation and pretend like it was someone else's situation, what would you, you know, advise them to do or something right. like that? Right. I, I actually, I do it with me because I think that I want to, I want to impart that as my character trait. So I want, which is another, how do you do that is another thing. But I, so I actually think of myself as walking towards the flames. I'm like, this is something I'm scared of. I know that fear of failure is one of my fears. And that's why learning these is so powerful. So I know whenever I fear failure and I, I'm getting good at knowing right away, oh, I'm just fearing. I just don't want to mess up and embarrass myself. Okay, walk towards it. Let's go for messing up and embarrassing myself. Let's mm-hmm. aim towards that. And so I, I actually picture myself. I visualize myself walking towards the flames and saying to myself how much courage it takes to do something that I am so frightened of. And that makes me feel proud and courageous, which is the truth. And so, you know, definitely before you're able to archetype it, you want to think, well, what should someone else do or what advice would I give to someone else? And then later you want to put that into your own character type so that you get that good feeling of character traits of now I'm being courageous and now I'm going towards fears that most people would, would, fe- would not go towards and I'm changing who I am as a person which is the coolest things to be able to do. Most people don't, right? 90% of the population will never change who they are as a person. It takes a lot of effort. It's very scary looking at the traits that we're not proud of because unfortunately we look at having fears as weaknesses, which is ridiculous because they're not. They're just survival techniques, right? These have all happened to us because of something, right? Something happened to us to give us this fear. We weren't born with this. And so we're working to empower ourselves to change our our um, life path which is like really cool really really cool the amount of empowering that that you become once you can change who you would be if you didn't change it i don't know if that made sense to it but you know it's like being able to have like a ball roll down a mountain but we're but we're going to change the path that that ball is going to take by changing the formation of the ball. It's just so cool. There's nothing better than we can do than, than be proactive in our own lives and in who we are. Let me, I mean, this is something that I wrote down uh, in the first like five or, or 10 minutes when you were talking about, about fear originally. But I'm, I'm curious because I don't know what, what you said that brought this up, but um, – Fear is something that is used to sell people stuff, right? Um, fear is, is a very good technique for getting mm-hmm. people to watch the news. Yeah, uh, it is. The five things in your water that you that are going to ca- cause you. cancer. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. Five things in your tap water that if you don't you know, know about them, you're going to die. Um, yes. Or you know, the three things on your next airplane flight that you should watch out for so it doesn't crash. Like, all yes. these things yes. that, that are... Uh, I guess what what would you call that? You would call them like clickbait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they elicit that that limbic response that, well, if we're not going to read this article, we increase our chances of not surviving. Mm-hmm. Right. This this replaces rational thought, and that's why it works so well. Is that if you have a a article title that says that if you don't read this you're not going to increase your chances of survival, which is the main thing that our, our, our systems are made to do is mm-hmm. keep us alive. 
And so it almost forces us, yes, news articles, and you can see how the news is becoming more and more fear-based. Unfortunately, I, it, I'm, I'm as, um, I wouldn't say, like, I, I will fall into the same traps as everyone else with this. Like, so there's this happy story of a child and they did something wonderful. I might click that. Feel good stories, I might click. But, you know, 10 things that you need to know before you go on that job interview so that you don't fail at it, I'd be like, oh, I should figure that out because your failure, that's my one. So that one would be one that I'd be like, ooh, let's take a look through it. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I know these. I don't have to worry. And then I'd feel better. But I would feel that I wasn't really taking care of myself well if I didn't click on that article. I um Politics, unfortunately, are exactly the same. I know, yeah. Right? Like fear, fear-based things make us vote, give up our rights, and give up our time, and give up our money. Fear can do all of those things. Oh, this is a great time to be living right now, 2016. <laughs> um, it, I don't know why, but I uh, pulled up these quotes real quick because these are quotes that people mention all the time in regards to uh, failure, but uh, Thomas Edison, that guy, the light bulb guy. Yes, um, I love this one. I have not failed. I just found ten thousand ways uh, that not to work. make a light bulb. Yeah. And uh, for I Michael, love that one. There's Michael Jordan. He's not Scottie Pippen, but he's pretty close. Uh, I've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost almost three hundred games twenty six times. I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and miss. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, there's also one by Gretzky who says that you, um, miss every shot that you don't take. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's another one is that the difference between the master and the novice is that the master has failed more times than the novice has tried. Mm -hmm. And I have, okay, I'm going (laughs) to share with you. This one's just really, really cute. Um, I have this picture and I'll, I'll put it down onto Twitter. Um, so if you want, you can like, I don't know if you can put images on show notes, but anyways, it's just so cute. So there's this picture of a goldfish and it's a little goldfish swimming in the water and it's wearing a little tiny, um, shark fin strapped to itself, like tied onto him. Mm -hmm. And it says, be brave. And even if you're not pretend to be. Yeah. It's like literally the, this came out. Also in the the, the book club podcast uh, about obstacles away, but you know again just backing up the kind of fake it to make it, yeah, uh, kind of thing. Like you know, you can almost kind of trick yourself into being a more confident person by just pretending to be more confident. It's true. I remember doing um, a archetype thing of of you know who do you want to be, and so you work on becoming that. And I chose the girl from Fringe just because I thought that she was so cool and laid back and Fringe and. Yeah, the girl from Fringe, I love her. She also was the the actress from Heavenly Sword. Agent Dunham. Yeah, she's so good. And um and she's she's just she was just so cool. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I would be her, you know, like just because she was just so calm and collected and I I just like and she was also from one of my favorite video games when I was young. Um, you know, because she was just so cool. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, but it was just, it was like, oh, that's so awesome. Anyway, so it was like a mix between that. And then, you know, you can just, if you're dealing with social anxiety, you can Mm -hmm. affect the mannerisms and your actions and how you're going to be in order to practice that. And so that you would feel comfortable with yourself as well. I will take every opportunity to let people know that they should go check out Fringe on Netflix or any other service that they uh, would like uh, to watch uh, streaming television at because Olivia Dunham and 
Uh, the rest of the team is just absolutely outstanding. Oh my yes. God, all of that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, some crazy, crazy stuff. It's, I would say it's better than X-Files. It was up there. I can't say it was better than X-Files. X-Files, I think that it was more even than X-Files. X-Files had yeah. some episodes that were like Ten seasons epic of X-Files. Five, yeah, two seasons, there's a lot of episodes that I'm like, you can throw those ones away. Yeah. But when X-Files hit, I think that it hit higher. I think that Fringe as a full set was like just a more even show. You're going to watch every show and there's very few of them that you're going to be like, this one was a disappointment. Whereas X-Files had a whole bunch of them that were but the ones that were awesome were like so awesome. It was the last show that I ever had to watch. Like, like I w- that was on Friday nights in college. I was yes. watching Fringe. On fr- I was in on Friday nights until nine o'clock. Then I was out because I right. needed to, you know, check out the bishops and uh, Agent Dunham and just like awesome, awesome, crazy stories. Uh, but fear. Yeah. Yes. Fear. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's my fault because I hijacked that to talk about to do an ad for Fringe brought to you by Fox. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Well, okay, so so that's the the fear of failure, which is which, you know, if that's your fear, that's going to be something that you're going to say no to when you want to say yes. Mm-hmm. And so I did one as I flipped it, I said that the only time I fail is if I don't try. And really if I live back my life, you know, I would actually want to say yes to more things. Like if I could go back and redo things or I give myself advice, like now say yes to everything because you said no to so many things that you regret. My biggest regrets were stuff that I didn't say yes to. So you want to go back and do that. And so, you know, you put that down and then you go through, how am I going to get over this fear of failure? And you want to know when you feel it because when I mess up on something, now this doesn't immunize you, by the way, from that horrible feeling when you mess up and things don't go the way that you'd hoped. Right. And I think that your thought on that party, like my fear always on having a party and no one showing up was like a huge fear because I have the next one when I was young, which is the fear of abandonment. So fear of abandonment is another one of not being invited, not being included, Mm -hmm. um, being left out. And that one used to be, that one's like fear of failure. I still get caught on every once in a while. Abandonment I've gotten rid of through my time, but um, that one was used to be really high for me as well. Like I remember, you know, people would be like, okay, everyone, let's show up at the park at this time. And like I would go and no one was there. And I was like, oh, like it was just such a horrible feeling or being last picked mm-hmm. in a group. Like that was that when they would do the the cho- being chosen for teams – um, when I was young, I was really uncoordinated. So <laughs> I would often be, you know, when they'd pick for dodgeball teams, I would be last. Mm-hmm. And that killed me every single time I took like this huge emotional hit, how horrible that was. And so a fear of abandonment or even being left alone or, you know, not having a partner. Um, so a lot of people come to me emotionally saying, I, I'm so scared of not having a partner or not being with someone. Mm-hmm. That's also one or not being included or not, or people having you there, but they don't really want to have you there. That's the fear of abandonment. And so you go through one to 10, how strong is your fear of abandonment? And now I would say mine is like between a four and a five. Like it's still sometimes I'm like, Ugh, you know, I don't think they really want to have me there. Um, That's like the worst. Isn't that the horrible feeling? It's horrible. Yeah. Being a place where you're not wanted or like where people are faking it. That's kind of yeah, worse. yeah. But some people don't care. You see, they, if they don't have any fear of abandonment, they they would track it at like a one or a two. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. It wouldn't bother them. 
And for me, that would be like, I would still take a really huge emotional sense of damage from that. I almost see it like a video game character, right? Like, so these things hit you on, uh, like it would be your, your magic component or your, you know, so you have your physical one, which causes, but there's also that emotional level, which you can do really awesome things when you're feeling great. When you're feeling low, that stops you from being creative, from trying new things, from, um, you know, making magic, right? So that would give me a, a huge hit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this one for me. I don't know what I have for, for a number. I feel like we're, um, I don't know, if, like giving a score for this, I, I guess it would probably be, be, be higher as well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've ever been like teased in your life, in your background, bullied, um, had parents that were invalidating or weren't really there, that causes this feeling. Mm -hmm. And so like often we take this and like, this is something against me. No, this is stuff that happened to you that creates this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I also want everyone to know is not to take these things and think then that that means that there's something wrong with you. No, 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 no. This, this happened to you. No one's born with these. This happened to you because life did this to you. And unfortunately now you're, at least if you know of it, you have the opportunity to undo the knots yourself so that you can be free of that. Yeah. Would you, would you mind if we took a, took a two minute break and then we'll be right back with some more of the stuff? Sure. For sure. Okay. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, before we get back to the show, I just want to, really ask for your support of this show, Fit Ass Life Fuel, and of the network. There's two ways that you can support the show. One, by going to fitcast.network and just buying stuff on Amazon, where if you buy your books, you buy your toilet paper, you buy whatever you need to pick up, you just go to that link first at fitcast.network, then click on the Amazon button in the upper right-hand corner, then do your shopping, and then Mr. Amazon kicks a little bit back to the Fitcast network. Not a lot. But if a lot of people do do it, it adds up. The other way that you can support the show is through a one-time or a monthly donation through PayPal, where you can use your credit card or your PayPal account to make a one-time or a recurring donation to help me produce these shows. Because it is getting to be quite a bit of work. I knew that going into it, but it means a lot if you guys value this content and you help me set aside the time to do it, to produce this stuff. So thank you to everyone out there that is supporting the show. And... Let's get back to it. Okay, we're we're back, and uh, okay, now we're, we're we've been get, we're getting kind of real, Georgia. Yeah, this is getting this is getting super super <laughs> intense. So I hope I hope people took that time during the break to maybe go for a walk and, and come back, or at least get like a notebook so you can kind of write some thoughts down because this is going to be very thought provoking for you. Yeah, this this is this is your path to you. And I think that everyone should take this very seriously. Once you get to know yourself, which often people don't want to do because they don't want to like, you know, look into the boxes because they're not sure what they're going to find. But if you want to, you know, work on a puzzle and fix it, it's better if you do that with your eyes open. Well, let me ask you about being honest Um, because people may be doing this and this is another sad thing. I apologize. But, um, you know, one of the things that, that has helped me a lot over the last year is like trying to be super honest with myself. Right. Um, and is, is that something that's going to be difficult for people when it comes to evaluating this stuff? Because I think some people may want to not want to admit, you know, a lot. Of right. This. Yeah. I think that that happens a lot. I, I, I remember whenever someone comes in and they're like, no, 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 I'm perfect. I want you just to fix this person. Um, <laughs> right away. I'm like, Oh, 
right? Like there, that's like, like, and sometimes your ego cannot, that's so if you, or if you're dealing with someone that's a narcissist, um, they've suffered a huge injury Mm -hmm. and that's why they are acting like everything's perfect and everything's about me and I'm so great. Mm -hmm. That's a sense of a like really big, massive injury and your brain will actually block out anything that would go there. And so sometimes you'll talk to someone and you'll know that they didn't hear it. They weren't able to absorb it. They're not able to deal. And you want to let it go because that means that they've probably suffered from such a big injury and they haven't healed enough to be able to go there. And sometimes that happens to us as well. Mm -hmm. And so if the thought that you've done something wrong will be so damaging to you that it will will, um, break the system, we have a fail-safe of, okay, well, let's just never look there. And then we're able to go on through our life. And so it, it, it takes a good deal of work. I think that, you know, it's just a sign that you haven't done enough self work if you can't really look really, really honestly at yourself. And I think that that's a really great point because people often are just not ready yet. And some people might unfortunately never be ready. If you're listening to this podcast though, you're already wanting to become better people. So I, that wouldn't be the case. People that, go to self-help things and they're, they're ready to change. They may not be able to open every box. I, I don't know if I'm ready to open every single box of everything that I've ever done and look at it a hundred percent honesty. I, I don't know about that. I think that you really need to do a ton of work, but it's just, you're already prepped for, I want to be a better person. But for many people, that would be so scary, so damaging that they, they, they can't do that. And so you want to do as many boxes as you can emotionally handle. And then go back through this and then look at it again. Because often someone will say, oh, no, no, I have no fear of abandonment. And then they give me all of their stories of their life. And I'm like, you know, like they're screaming abandonment through it. Yeah. And then I'll go back. I won't say anything at that point because they're no doubt not ready. And when they feel comfortable with me and there's a sense of trust, I'll say, okay, you know, why do you think it is that you've never, you you go to any single relationship not to be alone? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how ba- good or bad they are, you can't be alone. And they'll be like, huh, you know, and then that they'll think about it. And I'll say, I think that we also are dealing with, you know, an issue of attachment or an issue of abandonment. And so we need to heal that so that you can be good with you because we're, you know, we're all always alone anyways, even if you're with people and some people feel that way, you want to then be your own best friend so that you don't feel that way. And so then let's work on that. Okay. Um, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to think about right now. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So what's next? Okay. So the next is a caretaker phenomenon. So if you're a caretaker, you're someone that really cares about other people. Mm-hmm. You'll put other people first. You'll, you know, feed the cat before you'll feel you're, it would be disappointing people. So yeah. if you're fear of disappointing people that care about you, um, that that's really strong. Mm-hmm. And this one, I'm not, I'm a therapist, so I guess I'm somewhat strong. That one's not really my issue. I'm, I'm okay with that. I would say right now it's probably like a three on 10 for me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll feed myself if I need to be fed. I'll say no to someone that's doing something if I can't do it and I don't feel a ton of guilt. You're, you know, this is, you'd feel guilty or you'd feel bad or they need me or I have to. A little bit of hero syndrome as well goes into that or, or even a martyr, you know. And so you take a look at that. I'll, I'll stick with like a three, two, because I'll, okay. I, you know, I'll, I, I, I don't want my dog to go hungry. Right. But, right. You know, sometimes like I'll get home from a long day and I might make a protein shake first before he gets his food because he's a dog. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. I, if I had kids, it might be. I mean, that's that's a thing that I have to imagine. I don't have kids, but that's a like a switch that almost automatically gets flipped. It's it's one of those evolutionary things that you always are going to put, you know, your kids first or something like that to the point where you just got to make sure you're also making sure of your survival so you right. can help their survival. Like you exactly. don't go that far. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's great. So, but if yours is high on this one, you're, you're a caretaker and you, you really, that's not healthy for you. Caretakers burn out. Mm-hmm. Caretakers get sick. Caretakers become really passive aggressive. They're not aggressive aggressive because that would make people not like them. So they they want other people to like them, but at their own cost. And eventually, you will have given too much, and and that's a really dangerous situation for yourself. So the next one is fear of judgment of others. So this one leads into um, all of the social things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no to this party. I'm not going to go there. I think that this one used to be quite high for me because of being bullied. Not exceptionally high as it would have been for like the <laughs> many years of bullying that I went through because I had a great family circle, which inoculated me a little bit against that. But um, so for me, that would be, you know, worrying if you trip what people think or if you do something wrong or say something wrong on a podcast or is everyone going to call you out or hate you for it or um, not. The internet, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I've, I have really, I've, I've been, you know, relatively now people are relatively nice to me mm-hmm. versus when I first, you know, went on to iMore and I was trashed for everything that really? I did. Oh. oh, I had some of the cruelest of comments to the, when I would do videos or other things. Oh. I remember, I'll, I'll give you one of the worst ones. I remember once I did a video and like, you know, I don't have that fabulous flat stomach that everyone wants. And I remember I did a video shoot. And after I looked at the video, I'm like, oh, my goodness, you can see like, like my belly, like, you know, I have like a little like, like, I guess you'd call it a muffin top, but it was just like my belly was like, I don't know, I've got like the little pot belly in that video shot. Like, let's cut that one, like, cut it smaller. So you don't see my little pot belly that I have. And and they're like, ah, oh, no one's going to care. Don't worry about it. Don't be so, like, you know, insecure about that. You know, just be happy with you. I'm like, you're right. That's that's where I should aim for. So we'll, let's leave it. Mm-hmm. And what are one of the first comments? You know, oh, look at George's cute little belly over there. Like, it, and it wasn't nice. Like, it wasn't done like, you know, oh, how cute. You know, no. It was like, oh, yeah, George just saw the pot belly on that shot. And I was like, oh, it killed. I was like, that's horrible. And then we cut the video after. <laughs> Well, what, like, what, like, how different would this world be if people needed to, like, actually, before they could post anything, post a full body picture of themselves in tight clothing or, like, right, not wearing the Spanx or anything else, right? Yeah, like the people that want to be armchair analysts or, like, try to, well, well, I can do this better than you. But that's the worst part is that the people that are the most judgmental are also the people that are the most insecure to themselves. So, it's it's sad because we do it to others because we don't want it to happen to ourselves and we can be really hard on people. Well, like the worst thing, the wor- I don't know. Okay, so when I, I started doing this podcast, like that was right around where Google Alerts started becoming a thing. So mm-hmm. I had a Google Alert for my name, so whenever you know something popped up with my name, and I could like take a look and. You know, the worst thing I ever did was Oh, that like, sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I don't want to you know, that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Maybe you, you know about like tech forms, but fitness forms as well. When, you know, you have, uh, 
you know, a new podcast or if you say something or if, again, you know, people saw pictures of me and like, well, all right, well, he doesn't have a 14 pack. Like, what is he giving out fitness advice or something like that? Um, yeah, that, that wasn't very helpful as a 20 year old, but. Ooh, yeah. Which is like, you know, again, part of this is just biology, right? Some people are born with very small, like, you know, just ratios, which by the way, used to physio, like that actually was very unhealthy for us. Mm -hmm. Right. That would have caused as a species, we would have died out. Like people that are very, very lean, there's many difficulties in that. Also, your, you know, our, our levels of, of happiness are, are kept in our fat cells. There's so also like body types that, that people have. No, there like really is. They're absolutely. And like there's, this is And there's science. probably many, yeah, there's, the, you really are. Some people are made like, and you'll know if you gain weight, you'll gain weight in certain areas. Right. It's just the way that we're made. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I've always had like, even when I was like, you know, 14, I like, you know, I had a little pop belly. Like that's just the way that I'm, you know, created. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's okay. But we become very, we, we become very um, picky to it. And a lot of people with social anxiety also are bodybuilders. Yeah. Like there's a reason why if you have to be like an extreme bodybuilder, there's a reason that because you don't want yourself to be judged. You know, you want you, – you, we heal the area where our wound is greater. So for me, um, the reason that I became cha- Canadian champion in jiu-jitsu was actually also because of a wound, right? A lot of driven people, it's all – it's our wounds that drive us forward. Like the people that are actually okay not achieving anything, right? No existential crisis of having to be this good. Those people are the ones that have never been really damaged by life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff, our wounds drive us forward as well. So when I see like a super A type achiever that's like done 60 different amazing things, I'm like, that person must have been massively wounded in their life to drive them forward so far. And so sometimes wounds are not bad things, mm-hmm. but like, if I really look at it, I did that just to say to those kids that would never would pick me last. Like I actually can do something physically demanding and do well at it. It was just to prove it to me in the end. Right. So fear of judgment is a social anxiety and fear of disappointing others is a caretaking type of anxiety. Okay. And then the last one would be loss of control having to be in control of everything. So that's people that would might micromanage, might want to be. And I definitely, all type A's like to control things. Yeah. And so I have that for sure. But you can take it too far. If this is a wound of feeling out of control of anything, won't make you feel comfortable. If you're not driving the car, you don't want to go into it. Or if you're not leading the project, you don't want to deal with it. Or um, if you don't know everything about something, you don't feel comfortable. It's also a, a, a lack of trust in the world. Mm-hmm. And that... That is the last one. And I, I would say that for that one, I'm not – like I'm type A, so I'm not going to say I don't have any. I like to control things, but I can let other people lead and I'm okay with that. So I'd say probably like a three or a four. I'm super bad with that. I'm I'm high up there. I'm yeah. very I'm very – like with the, all this like businesses that I run and stuff, I'm always the person that like needs to do the intros and like needs to take charge and needs to do – have control over everything to a certain extent. I've been getting better, but um, – Again, I think it's it, part of it is I, I like I kind of like the pressure to a right. certain extent to like you probably also have a certain amount of trust in yourself that you will do a good job versus someone else as well. Well, it's like I know how I want this done, and if I right. need some like little corrections here and there, like that's when I get input, and I've been better right. at that. But that's something that I know I need to work on. Right, right, right. 
So I started a podcast network that I have control over everything. Right. <laughs> Remember, control is an illusion. Oh, control yeah. Control is I an know, illusion. Yeah. In the end, things will just happen. Sometimes you have to let it go. That's the only thing is that if you're overly controlling, it's a lot of stress and you won't, you might not let yourself um, just lay back and let the chips fall sometimes. And you want to practice doing that if it's high, high, and it's causing you, in the end, any of these, you want to check how they're affecting your life. Mm-hmm. And would you be better off if you got rid of it? Do these have any correlation with people needing to find things they can have control over, like obsessions and things like that? Definitely. So is Def- this like a, like a hole that they're filling? Yes, all of these are holes that we're 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 trying to dig to to actually fill. Okay. And so we'll stuff other stuff into them. So if we're if you're dealing and in each of them will have different ways like different types of anxieties or life patterns that will be attached to it. Mm-hmm. And so if um you know you're you know dealing with a fear of abandonment, maybe you'll like you know live an online life that that makes you feel attached to people. Mm-hmm. You know, or you'll, you know, serially date people even though they're not healthy or, you know, keep friends with money because you're worried that they would leave you if they didn't have that. Or you might over caretake because, you know, you want to feel good and needed and wanted. And so there's many different kind of ways that we deal with it. Even when we talked about like buying of technology, mm-hmm. it makes us feel good for a fraction of a moment in time. We feel really, really great that pink MacBook does call to me because it's so pretty. Um, but how long will I really be happy with it? It's, like how it's long will that fill gold. Something? Come on. George. It's rose gold. It's so pretty. I'm not going to lie. It's so pretty. And it's not even that useful. Like I, I can't use it to podcast, but I could bring it everywhere with me. And it's just so pretty. Every time I'd open up, I'd be like, Oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> um, and that's really why I would buy it. That's how horrible this is, mm-hmm. is that I would only be buying it. it it's beautiful. It, it's the sound is great as well, which is the most <laughs> annoying thing on all Macs yeah. is the sound quality is so low. Speakers are really good on that MacBook. Yeah. Yeah. That MacBook, the sound is better, but I would just be buying it because I find it beautiful mm-hmm. and I would love the thought of opening it up and people going, Ooh, is that pink? Yes, rose gold. It's very pretty. But we we do that. And I know that when I'm feeling low, I I know my pattern is then I start online shopping. Of course. When I'm not feeling good, I'm suddenly surfing around for something that I could buy because all I really want is to feel better. Other people might drink or they might use drugs or they might, you know, get into relationships with people that they shouldn't or go out and be extra wild to get those accolades or do something. But you want to know your own patterns. But my first one is like suddenly I'm searching on like, you know, Etsy or other sites or looking (laughs) at like pretty pink MacBooks that will set me back a nice penny. That's when I'm not feeling good. Check my online buying. I don't know if you saw the the wall of video games that used to be in my house. Yes. But yeah, that was a little bit of a of a similar issue with with me and yeah. it's, uh something I have gotten control over significantly. Uh, which, which is, is very impressive. I think I think it is a growing up thing though for me where it's uh or maybe a recognition thing because obviously I don't need those things. And uh I've kind of replaced it with like a four hundred dollar audio setup or well, sometimes it is looking and waiting. When is WWDC coming by so I can buy a new MacBook? Because I want the right. latest, fastest, slimmest, best monitor, best speakers, and please still have a headphone jack MacBook Pro. Yes. Because that's the stuff that 
will get me fired up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's funny because um, I was, I was, I, I asked on Twitter for other people's things that have been like life changing, like little life tips. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be getting a book um, from Mary Kondo on like you know that the art of. Joy. I'm going to do the spark joy. I'm going to actually go through it because of my art supplies. I'm looking at my wall of art supplies. I used to be an art teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I have like way too many art supplies and they're not neat. And so I'm going to, I think I'm, I think I'm going to choose the spark joy. She has many different books now, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that that book in anything on, uh, anything on minimalism, uh, yes, it's really good because it is just like, the the ability for you to to recognize like oh yeah like i had whatever it was i literally sold that stuff off and there was almost like four thousand dollars worth of video games on a bookshelf in my, <sighs> in my living room that i wasn't really using and i was just buying so you went you went to japan with all that money i i went to japan i've i've gone on i bought a you know some i bought a bike i bought a brand new mountain bike Oh wow! And I've, and I've been wow. saving my money, so that's uh, great. I've been using it to make. I bought an iPad Air two, which has been great for doing stuff out of the house and typing on and stuff. So, I've been I've been trying to find ways to use that money to feel better in different ways. And like, it's this is not something everyone should do, but like for me, it was all right. Well, donate some of that money. Like, obviously, I don't need this money. Like, let's put it to something else because as as good as it sounds like that to say like I donated money, it made me feel good. Like yes. it's not like yes. I was just doing this because I'm, I, I'm like the next Dalai Lama or something like that. It's because <laughs> I just did it because these are good things to support. And, you know, I, I just helped out dogs from getting out of a bad home or something like that and finding them good homes. Oh, like, that's, that's so nice. That's good to do. Yes. Yeah. But it's and selfish it, it's, in some it, ways. It is selfish in some ways. I think that we often we, – we are we – are, often selfish by nature. Even when we do things like caretaking, we're doing it for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you're not doing it really for the other person. We say that, which makes us feel good, but we're doing it for our own need. And and that's, I think, also hard for people. People are, we're great at like throwing stones at others. And then, you know, you look at yourself and you're like, oof, well, yeah, <laughs> not as far on the uh, list to enlightenment as I thought I was, I mean, you- which is a good thing. And you brought this up before, like the fear of missing out. Yes. Um, which is which is another thing that caused a lot of that, not hoarding, but buying a bunch of stuff or like making sure, like if you're checking on an eBay, oh, I got to get this one because what if like the prices go up or something like that? I need to get one right. now or, you know, everyone right. has this thing. I need to get one too. Right, right. Especially when you're in. So like I, I most of my money. You're in the worst circle. The tech. <laughs> So bad. So I'm in the tech circle, and the tech circle. We are horrible. For Especially that. you hang out with Renee, who has like I, hang, every hang video out with I Renee. I more. Did anyone like, see? Like, did you see the pyramid yes. of like iPad products? Yeah, I have Instagram. Did you see that? Like, <laughs> I made the nice pyramid, though. By the way, I was very proud of my little spiral. I did that. Um, but no, he has like every single thing underneath the sun. Like he has everything. <laughs> and then I then I hang out with with Leo, who's like. Of course, also has like everything. He both of them kind of have to because they, they have a great excuse. They have a great excuse, but they don't have to have to, mm-hmm. right? Like they they don't really need to get one of everything. But you know, they 
this is their job as well. For me, I'm like kind of in it, but I'm kind of not. So then I just get this, you know, I have people around me that have everything and all oh, that pink MacBook. Every time he, he, he like drags it out. I'm like, I'm just going to steal it. Like, I'm just going to hide. I did actually. <laughs> he left the other day and I like, I, t- I like, he left it on the table and I didn't let him know. And I'm like, I get it. Like just one day then I get it for one day. And he, he went back when I told him and actually picked it up right because he knew once I got my little claws on it, I'm probably never going to give it back. But it's so hard. In the tech sphere, mm-hmm. it's difficult. You see that Tesla you know, commercial, and suddenly you're like, a whole bunch of people are like shelling out $1,000. It's only 1000 bucks for a down payment. That is. That's not, that, it was brilliant, right? Might he well just gets $0. people have to put in. Yeah. It's, he's brilliant, a brilliant marketing strategist because one is it pays for them to be made, but they're, they're buying something that is, is not even out yet. That's amazing that that many people put a down payment and that can help fund. And I'm sure a whole bunch of people are so excited about it that they'll go through with it. But it's hard. I went, oh, I really do like Teslas. They're good. And I'm like, I just have a car. I'm good. I'm good with my car. But they are pretty. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's Consumerism. It's, it's, you know, we've we've created that. That's something that our culture has created in us, that you are what you buy. Right. That makes you a better person. And if I'm wearing, you know, I don't know, I don't know name brands of things, but Prada and you're not that, well, I'm a better person than you because like, it's a horrible, horrible thing when we really look at it. And then we have these fights over like Windows people and, and Apple people, <laughs> which like, you I know, like all of us. dying down tech- a little bit. Like the uh, Apple versus. I don't know. We, we still get, I get a certain amount. If I talk about an Android Something Android. I do get from our our sister website a little bit of, or maybe that's stuff. the new thing: Android yeah. versus iOS. That's that's now. I don't get it from Windows very much. I think the Windows people have just given up fighting. Oh. <laughs> right now, I think they've given up fighting. But the Android people, I think that it still is. It's still there. It, I the 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 fear in with the Apple stuff. I have a fear of losing my headphone jack. I do not want to lose the headphone jack on my phone. I will buy oh, an SE. Well, or, I don't like it either, and it looks like that's the way that we're going. I know. And I'm I'm not happy with that at all, and I'm not even that attached. I only use it for a headphone jack. I don't use it for anything else, but I want it for that. It's the same reason, Georgia, why I carry a 13,000 milliamp hour battery in my backpack because I have a fear of losing power on the devices that I want to use. If my headphones die and I can't use my headphones. Right. Or like, what if I have to plug in my headphones to a USB-C port or a lightning port, then I can't charge it. I want to be able to do everything. Yes. I think that, (laughs) I think that they can go too far. And unfortunately, Apple just does it and says, you'll, you'll learn to live and deal with it. And so the new MacBook is really portless. Yep. And that makes me very sad. If they can get like see the thing is I just you you have to deal with interference like bluetooth interference like what if the signal drops out what if the bluetooth radio in your laptop or your iPad or iPhone dies? Like, yeah, so the new variables. MacBooks are really just there for people that want to use it as a computer not for people that are going to do other things with it. I'm holding, I'm just, I think maybe I'm done. I'm just going to keep my iPad Air 2. I have my MacBook Pro. I have yeah. my iPhone 6S Plus. Those should be good for another five years. See, I have two MacBook Airs. I love them. They're perfect. They're the best. They're, they're perfect for me. I have two of them. I can plug things in. But what if I you get a 13-inch MacBook Pro that's slimmer and lighter, has a better monitor? They're beautiful. Those are beautiful. They're beautiful. 
but that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see next month. I want to see a thinner, lighter, 13-inch MacBook Pro with a quad-core processor. It's impossible. Right. I could do it. That's yeah. all I need. And I could travel lighter and be happier, and it's probably going to be 4,000 degrees on my lap, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Melt right through the trade table in front of you. But oh, we've uh, maybe we've come to the end. Okay. Uh, because otherwise, I'm I'm just going to talk to you about Apple stuff and uh, and that's going to be the end. And they can do it on imore.com. Like if they want to hear you talk about Apple stuff, there was a new episode. Well, this is in, this isn't going to come out for a couple weeks, but they're like every weekend there's a new show that comes out, so you can listen yes. on there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, as I mentioned before, there's uh, a bunch of other podcasts that people can check out. What's up with Vector? So Vector, we've stopped Vector. We might we might actually launch something new, but right okay. now we've stopped Vector. Right. So Isometric has changed to Disruption. Right. Um, and so we have that, and then we have the iMore show, and we still do review every now and then. And I do Total Party Kill, which is a Dungeons & Dragons show. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we have all kinds of different like stuff. But um, yeah, I've I've been relatively time constrained, so I'm trying to be good right now with you know managing my time so that I can go to bed and I'm not like sleeping like a brick. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is totally understandable, and um, I'm 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 cool with that. Uh, yeah, so I I would also recommend if people haven't checked it out already, like this is definitely going to be applicable to what we we talked about today, um, but. Don't be, don't have a fear of sleeping because sleeping is super important. And, yes. Uh, yes. Some of the best stuff right now is that anxiety dash videos. That's A N X I E T Y dash V I D E O S dot com. And there, the best thing about the internet, it's on demand now. So you can just purchase this stuff. You can digest it immediately and get those benefits. You don't have to wait. Remember, you used to have to wait like yes. four to six weeks for shipping. That's horrible. How was no, that? you can just download it. You have it. You can rewatch it, learn, and if you have any questions on it, you can you can just email me. <laughs> People email me, and you can, it's a Georgia. Wait, <laughs> Georgia at imore com. I'm sorry with Twitter and all of the other things. I get them all mixed up. Georgia at imore com. Um, and uh, if you have questions about this and, you know, hopefully everyone will help work to make themselves better and, and use that to live the life of their dreams so that, you know, regret free. I hope so. And I, and I hope, uh, people check all that stuff out and they're following what you're up to, um, at Georgia underscore Dow on, on Twitter as well. And make sure that if you're going throughout the day, that your water stays really cold or really hot with a hydro flask. This is something mm. that is not an ad. Have you tried? Have you? Do you no, I haven't. Okay. I've heard of these, but I'm I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so this is uh, this is something I when I was out in Japan a couple weeks ago, I picked up uh, Zojirushi, which is oh yes, you told me about that before. Okay, so I picked up a new twenty ouncer, and or I guess it's like a seven hundred milliliter, but it's a twenty ounce, and the the whole idea is that it is vacuum sealed. And I never like, I've really? heard about this a bunch, but I've never picked one up because I figured that's a bunch of crap. Like who cares? Like if your water's a little bit colder, but I've been, this is all I use to keep my drinks in now is I have a couple hydro flasks and a couple Zodorushis and I, which one's better? Can I, can you, I ask you that um, one, the, the Zodorushi is a little bit easier to get access to because you don't have to unscrew the top. 
Okay. Um, so it's just like it's a button in the front that you click once, and then when you let go, it flips the top up. How do you um, spell that? Uh, Z O J I. What is it? Uh, C. Uh, okay, perfect. Okay, you probably yeah probably that's it. Up. Um, Thermos. Okay. And it will keep stuff super cold, and you'll like have a that bottle filled, and like three hours later, you'll go back to get a sip, and it's still ice cold. And you're like, what the hell? Like, how is that hmm. possible? This is. What it must be what they use to keep like the space shuttle warm or yeah whatever we use to get into space. Hmm. I don't even know what we have these days. Um, so this is not even an ad. This is just saying like here you should go probably pick one of these up because it's they should be they should be supporting. Well, they can do that. That's a great holy lord. They're expensive though. They're like twenty bucks or thirty bucks. Maybe Canada is different. The hydro flask is different, but the zojirushi is like. Oh, it's – is it eight of them? Wait, am I buying – it's like $85. Am I? Is it just me? Oh, yeah. That's – that. That's. it shouldn't be right. I mean I got mine for oh. $29 US for the 20s. Okay. So I'm, I must be going to like one of these up, – they upscaled it. Okay. Yeah. It might be a third don't, – don't, don't trust those don't $35. Sellers. Um, yeah. But if, if you want – this is a great plug. You can go to fitcast.network. There's an Amazon button on the upper right-hand side, and Amazon will give me like 4% of the Oh, sale. awesome. And like, you get the same great prices and the same great everything from Amazon. Nothing okay, changes. Okay, I'll do that. They just get less money, and I get like Something. Dollar. Good. I like that. So if everyone who listened to this bought a Zojirushi or a Hydro Flash through that tab, that could be like – Two thousand dollars. I don't even know because I haven't put up the first episode of the show yet. Recording in advance. Um, <laughs> but the uh, um, this could be huge. So I want you to get a water bottle for yourself, and it also keeps things hot. So if you want hot coffee in the morning, it will keep things hot for twelve hours or cold for twenty four hours, like the same temperature. Now, did you do the travel mug or the stainless steel mug or the? So this is what I did. So when I was out in Japan, I got the Zojirushi. And I'm going to pull up the model number for everyone because it's the same exact one that they sell in the States. It's the Zojirushi SM-SA60-BA. It's a stainless steel 20-ounce black Zojirushi. Um, that's the biggest one that they sell until you go to the sports model, which is a 32-ounce, which is a little bit it's a little bit too much because I want to throw this in my backpack if I would go out and, and do some typing outside of the house or something like that. Right. Um, so I'm a big fan of the 20 ounce for the Zojirushi and then for the Hydro Flask, um, I have two of them. I have the, I'm going to pull up the sizes as well. These are a little, these are always sold out though. So these are kind of hard to pick up on Amazon, but I have a, a 32 ounce Hydro Flask insulated wide mouth stainless steel. This is what I take when I go on long bike rides now. Um, so that is a, a wide mouth. So it's a little bit. It's easier if you want to also mix stuff in there like a protein shake so you can put in like a protein scoop or whatever. Um, I have one of those and then I also have a 24 ounce of the longer bottles which has the standard mouth size. I don't know, they call it standard mouth but it's like a regular you know, water bottle and it has a loop cap at the top. So those you have to unscrew with the Zojirushi. You just kind of flip up with your thumb and it closes and it snap. very satisfying snap. Back in a place. Oh, I do like that. Um, it is. It's a really. It's a sound that, like, sometimes when I'm doing work, I'll just flip it up and close it. Flip it up and close it because that's what you do when you're reading stuff. Um, so there's there's that and the hydro flasks and there's uh those are really nice because they have like a textured outside, like it's uh, yes. powder coated. 
Yeah, I love that. It's great for grip, especially when you're working out. Yes. So don't get the stainless steel. I would avoid that um, for like more activity-based stuff. Get the hydro flask because it has the textured outside where the Zojirushi is just stainless steel. And it's not like slippery. It's still got a little bit of like coating on the outside. Yeah, it's a little um, frosted, but... Yeah. I like I, I like I like the hydro. I like the feeling of like knowing that some like I don't like yeah yeah. I like let's let's just say this: if you know anyone that works in the electronics industry, stop making glossy products. Just stop doing it. Don't you're, do it. You're monsters. You are the problem of the world. Horrible. This is why we have wars is because people have <laughs> fingerprints on their electronics. So like screw this, I'm done. Yeah, going to war. All right. It's true. Uh, I get it. So those have great, uh, both have great warranties and all that stuff. But I like, I like the Zojirushi as well, just because it's Japanese and it's like made in Japan. And it's just like, look at that. I don't know if you can see the video. Like I'm playing the video back. It's in my headphones, but the, the sound it makes when it flips up and then when it snaps back in place, it's so dumb, but it's great. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have to find that. <laughs> but you'll put the links all in the show, right? I, you know what? I will put the links in the show notes. I'm going to write that down right now. So yeah, because people can I, find. This. I really like having, especially when I go camping. That's why I bought. I, I love to have, you know, when I go out and to have like a warm cup of something when I want a warm and a cool cup of something when it's cool. It's just that extra little. Oh, all right, how the nice. summer's coming up, Georgia, and you know, like sometimes you go for a long car ride and you bring like a bottle of water in the car yeah. and then maybe you yes. go park and you go do some stuff and then you come back into the car and then it's like a hundred degrees and the water's all super hot. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Wow. This is, this is, uh, this was a great way to integrate this advertisement. And maybe what I'll do is I will just cut this part and I'm going to put it in the middle of the show where we took a you break. You should. I should. Yeah, well, you should, and you should message them. Hydro flask. Yeah, both of them. They should both. You should. Hydroflask is a, probably a better choice to it. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you should let them know and say, listen, you should support the show. I'm a huge fan. That's the best part about the internet is that it's so easy to talk to people now. Even exactly. And that would be smart of them. Let's just be straight. Someone that really actually cares about it. And listen, yeah. listen to this copy. Listen to this show. copy. I can do this, Georgia. All right. So yeah. uh, this is this is what I got. If you If you're uh, from Hydroflask, and you're listening right now. Um, I'm gonna give you. I have a really good, like fake, not fake, but like. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm looking for the description. All right. This week's episode of Fit Cast Life Fuel is brought to you by Hydroflask. Hydroflask insulated water bottles are made of high quality, food grade, 18 by 8 stainless steel. The bottles have no linear, like most aluminum bottles and are BPH-free. Unlike plastic water bottles or single-wall stainless bottles, Hydro Flask will keep your beverage of choice at your preferred temperature for hours. Whether you choose hot, cold, or room-temperature liquids, Hydro Flask products feature a lifetime warranty. Yeah, they, they could have probably fixed this copy. They, it could be a little bit shorter. It could be a little bit shorter. <laughs> um, but you should send, send them this piece and say, listen, your free this is what I can do. Just, you know, support. Like it's it's so much cheaper to support a podcast than it is to get advertising anywhere else. So it's literally, yeah, it is. Um, it's so cheap for them. It's like nothing. All right. So now I have work Or they'll to send do. you a whole bunch of flasks. They yeah. might do that too. They might be like, listen, we can't do that, but here we'll send you ten flasks. I would give some away. Give some yeah. for the Exa Oh, well. that's it. Promotions. I like that. That's smart. Put that in as well. I you know, yeah. This is uh 
I'm, now I have fear of rejection from Hydroflask. But it's well, okay. you know, though, that almost all of them don't even reply. So you have to make sure you get to the right person. Okay, let's. So uh, don't even don't don't even do that. Almost never do they reply to anyone. Let's let's do this. Let's. Um, if you're listening to this right now, maybe what you could also do is say what's up to Hydroflask, um, and you could say, I'm looking up their their Twitter. Are people still listening to this? Um, okay, you can you can look up the Hydroflask at Hydroflask H Y D R O F A L A S K and say, hey, did you guys hear the Fitcast Life Fuel? They were talking about Hydroflask for like 20 minutes, and it wasn't even an ad. But like, I think you guys should check that out. So maybe you should all do that. All right. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode that is extremely long and uh, hopefully very <laughs> beneficial. To be honest, it was for me. I have like a page and a half of notes of stuff that I'm going to go oh, back awesome. over. Oh, um, awesome. So selfishly, it was great for me. Hopefully, uh, a lot of people out there are going to act on this stuff. The, the worst thing that you could do is listen to all this stuff and then not do anything about it. Yeah. Um, you know, take action and take them like 30 minutes and hang out and with like an open piece of paper and write some stuff down, go back over all the stuff Georgia was talking about and, you know, write those and then write some stuff about them. Don't forget to follow up on all that stuff. Yeah. All right, Georgia, thank you so much for, for hanging out and talking about fear and look at, we made it, we made it upbeat and positive. Yes. And now we we're, did. All, we're all hydrated. I have a, I have an ice cold beverage in my hydro flask. I th- I'm going to be picking one up. I don't know which one, though. I'm going to have to look through both of them. The colors are the awesome. The flip thing. I love the colors and, and that of the, the grip of the Hydro Flask, but I love the flip up of the Zojirushi. Hydro Flask has a flip, too. I just will say there's some reviews with some a little bit of leakiness. So that's, I see. That's, I can't do that. I don't like the leakiness. I know. I, it's no, the worst. Because we have I'm going to have to think about it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, all right. Well, thank you everyone for, for downloading this episode. I hope you go to thickass.network and you check out the show notes. So I'll have links for everything that we talked about. And in rate there. the show. So it's important. It's a brand new show on, yeah, it's a brand new you show have on to rate. You have to rate. It actually makes a huge difference. Mm. And, you know, if you can't, you know, support the show through economics, you can spend a little bit of time and just give out a little rating. It's a few moments, but it, it's a huge difference, especially it being a new podcast. Thank you so much, Georgia. That is very important. And even if you want to check out all the podcasts, not only is there feeds for this show on iTunes and Google Play, but there's there's feeds so you can just get every show in one feed if you want. So if you want to download everything during the week and not have to really jump through feeds on your podcast app, you can do that too. All those links are at fitcast.network.com. I will mention it one more time, anxiety dash videos.com head over there and check out the awesome content that georgia and her team is putting together and uh finally at georgia underscore dow on twitter i'm at kevin larrabee on twitter and let's just all make sure that we act on this stuff and we take all this and make our lives better that's what this show is for and that's what it's all about so please do that and we'll see you in two weeks with some more thick ass life fuel take care